in about 26 hours from now, from 26 hours from when I speak these words, we are going to have live sports. Yankees versus Nationals, Scherzer versus Cole. The NFL thinks they're going to have fans in the stands. I don't know what the hell's going on with that, but we're going to find out right now. It's downtown sports. I'm the mouth of the South, John Shavoni, along with my co-host, the beast of the East, Jonathan Perriente. This is downtown sports, where sports come home. The NFL has lost their damn minds, beast. Let's dive in. Shane, start that clock. This is a two-hitter, ladies and gents. Oh, boy. Where do I begin with the NFL? Uh, I know what we said. We are where sports come home. Well, while sports are uh, on the way home, we're about to get our sports back after, what, four or five months. The NFL's decided to be pretty bold. Uh, first, let me uh, read what's been going on over the last day now. The NFL and the Players Association have met. They've agreed for 2020 to coming up. There'll be no preseason games. No preseason. Okay, cool. No preseason games. The yep. union is pushing for longer ramp-up periods in camp, so players will have more time to get ready. Yeah. Roster sizes will be at 80 players to start camp. I want you all to understand. I, I want you all to feel like you're climbing the Tower of Terror because there's about to be a huge drop oh. coming up. Yeah, I'm getting to it. There was a general agreement on voluntary and high-risk opt-outs for players that don't want to play if they mm -hmm. feel dangerous. That sounds and, good. And there'll be a general agreement on stipends if any games are lost. So we're now at the point where we're at the top of the Tower of Terror at uh, MGM, you know, where uh, Disney fans and NBA players are mingling together now. Um, yep. Where you're at the top of the Tower and of Terror now, and they open it up and you see, like, the top of Disney Park. Now we, now we hit the summit of the mountain. This is the big one. Fans will be allowed to go to NFL games provided they wear a face covering slash mask. Slash mask. Face covering slash mask. You see, that's where the tower just falls and you're done. You're at the end of the ride. You're puking into a bag. Probably because you caught COVID because you went to the game. I mean, why? Why? The numbers are exploding beyond what happened in New York, New Jersey. The numbers are so ridiculous around the country right now. California has now eclipsed New York yes. as the state with the most COVID cases. The South, more thousands and thousands of cases by the day. Hospitals filled up to capacity over 130 dead over in that span in Florida. It's getting worse in the South. Texas is still going up. Arizona is still seeing spikes. Mm -hmm. It is not safe wherever you go. No. And now the NFL is going to go with the idea as a way of generating revenue just to have some money this year. All right, we're going to have reduced capacity in the NFL stadiums we're going to allow fans as long as they wear a face covering or a mask. Oh, yeah. And uh, what about when they drink a beer? How about then? Oh, you have to take your mask off. You know, you have to go. But, but, but they're going to have masks the whole time. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah but you, have to, you have to pull the mask down. You can't just uh, shove the food and drink the beer through your mask. Well, you, but, but then again, they said face covering slash mask. What if their mask has holes in it for, uh, for, for you know, purposes of eating? 
Well, those are for, put a uh, hole in their mask. The only face coverings that's good for are the fans that wear the the brown paper bags on their head. You know, the yeah, yeah, those bag. people. Ugh. That's oh, the only maybe Lord. except that, that a covering like that would work. I don't understand. I don't understand at all. Yep. Roger Goodell and the NFL owners are this starved for money. You can't tell me the NFL's crying poverty. They don't, you can't. That's not possible. The NFL has more money than countries do. Literal countries are worth less than the NFL. I'm not kidding. Think about it. The average team is worth $2 billion. How many NFL teams are there, John? 32. We have 32 teams in the NFL. So if each of those 32 teams in the NFL are worth a total of about $2 billion apiece, that's $64 more, billion dollars per, all, for all 32 teams, basically. That's more that than some billion. continents. I think that's more than, like, some countries. You Just can't tell me that you're crying poverty so bad that you need to have fans in the stands, but I think I figured it out, guys. You figured it out. Yeah. Figured what out? Figured the, what out? The key, the secret, right? Here's what Roger Goodell's doing. Anybody ever uh, talk about the blackout rule in the NFL for 2020? Oh, yes, of course. You know, some cities can have blackout restrictions, uh, maybe not be able to watch their games on television. Yeah, notice how those not, have not been changed. Nothing about the blackout restrictions has changed in the NFL. So this leads me to believe it works like this. If your state or municipality or your government or whatever doesn't allow fans in the stands, then you are exempt from this rule. However, if your municipality is allowing fans in the stands, and you create a maximum number that you are allowed to have in the stands, you have to then hit that number. That number has to be agreed upon by the team in the league. And I, I don't think the league is going to say, uh, you know, 14,000 is too low. Um, but if you don't hit that number, the city doesn't get to watch the game. So if you don't have 14,000 idiots willing to go into a stadium possibly catch COVID-19 to watch football, then the rest of the city doesn't get to see their team? That's what we're looking at. This is literally what we're looking at until it's addressed. Just right saying. Now. now, right now, I'd like to just read a little piece here. This is by Patrick Walker on CBSSports.com, and it goes into a little more of what a lot of teams are going to be doing with these new rules of letting fans in. Oh, now, great. The, clown, the rules of the clown show. The rules of the circus. Let's begin. Well, first, of course, mandated across the league, every fan that comes to an NFL game must wear a face covering or a mask. You a don't face have covering one, or a mask. Face covering, mask, whatever you want to call it. But is it, does it mean face as in nose and mouth covered? or face covering. It's like they, they, they expect you to figure that out. A face mask, you figure, knowing we have a pandemic, should you cover your leave your nose exposed you cover you your really mouth. should just make that a tiny bit more clear because you're gonna find every person possible trying to not do that okay anybody that's, that's gonna happen anybody that does not have a mask will be turned away at the door 
Oh. If you attempt to go in without a mask, you will be turned away. Good. So when that person came without a mask to the door, they now infected the security guard already and um, the people waiting in line around them. And now they're all going into the stadium anyway. So great job. But yeah, that's really not going to help much. Where the local teams in New York, for example, the Jets, the Giants, and the Buffalo Bills, both Governors Murphy and Governor Cuomo have already decided no fans will be allowed in NFL stadiums for this year until 2021. Good, so I get to watch my football and not have to worry about are enough idiots to go to MetLife. Buffalo Bills fans can't go to Orchard Park. Nope. Nope. Not to mention, the Bills are also banning tailgates. So there'll be no tailgates in Buffalo either this year. Mm -hmm. They haven't banned them from the Meadowlands, though. Yeah, but they're banned in Buffalo, Governor. Again, the Meadowlands is Governor Murphy's jurisdiction, not Cuomo's. Yep. Yep. But, you know, this falls into, I don't get how, if they really want that level of a revenue stream, maybe later in the segment, before the segment comes out, we might revisit an old idea you had. But keep going, John. Go with this article. Okay, now for the rest. Now, the rest of NFL stadiums, several teams will allow the presence of fans. This is, but of course, it will be with reduced capacity. Most NFL stadiums can fit around 70,000 people. Uh, The Ravens Stadium and M&T Bank can fit about 70,000. They're going to have about 14,000 capacity in the stadiums. Atlanta in Mercedes-Benz Stadium will be able to fit about 10,000 to 20,000 fans in the stadiums. They'll obviously, such a reduction in capacity will aid in maintaining social distancing measures, quoted from this article, and the league's requirement that fans wear masks will provide the added protection players and NFL staff are hoping for. Oh, it's yeah. un- but it's unclear in the end how many teams will host fans. What is clear is that any fan hoping to be present here on their home team will have to do so while wearing a face covering. You know, I didn't do that well in science class, right? So I just have a couple of questions. You know, you know, I, I'm just just, just really thinking about you know, just a couple of things that might, you know, might just throw a little bit of a monkey wrench into the works here. How are public restrooms going to work? That's not even been brought up. I guess it'll be, I would think maybe a, uh, what is it? Piss at your own risk? I mean, well, maybe the stadiums will have a uh, porta potties in sections of the stadium. Oh yeah, that'll be very sanitary and clean. Are they going to keep replacing them as every person goes? Yeah, it's going to be. I think it's going to be just like this. If you, if they're going to social distance, as I'm hearing, they will. You'll probably have to have fans sitting every couple of seats away from each other. Maybe fans in one section. If they need to use a bathroom, this is the time to go. This section, go to the bathroom. Then this oh, yeah. bathroom, then this section. Go oh, yeah. It's going to be like a wedding. Like, you know, table A gets to go up and get their concessions while table B gets to go and take a poo. Well, now <laughs> well now, fans are going to learn what it's like when you have to share – when you're in an apartment in the old days and you only had one restroom. And you That's not going to go over very well with most of the country. With your fellow neighbors and your fellow boarders in the apartment that's not going to go over well with a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people are going to be very happy being told when they have to use the bathroom, just like they're not very happy being told when they have to wear a mask. I could tell you I've had to go through hell and I've had to clean bathrooms sometimes. When I've had to clean them in the beaches, you know, around the beach areas, you, you think people are going to take kindly to saying, oh, we have to clean the bathroom for like 10 minutes. Sorry, nobody can come in the bathroom. Yeah, no, they're not going to take kindly to that. And how are you going to tell me that you – this just is a very bad idea 
This is waiting to fail. This is a plan that's waiting to be an epic fail. It's like saying here, you know what? We, we, I have an oil spill. You know how I'm going to clean it up? I'm going to take this match, right? And I'm going to light it on fire and drop it on the oil. It'll burn all the oil away and the oil spill will be gone. I'm very curious. It's like you're setting a literal time bomb in every NFL city this year. And we don't even know when this second wave of COVID if, is coming. Second They're, wave. Well, I, I, a second wave could come by November even. It could come by October. It could come by still, September. We're not even done with wave one. And they want to put people in stadiums. We're not even done with wave number friggin' one. The NFL, the NHL is not allowing fans. The NBA's NBA's not allowing fans. The NBA's not allowing fans. not doing it. Why does the NFL get to be super special? Because the NFL is a a billion, an over billion dollar corporation. They can't afford to have a loss of revenue. You know what I mean, John? They got to make money. Revenue. Revenue. They're worth over $66 billion as a collective. Two billion per franchise, at least. They are not hurting for money. They're not hurting for resources. They're not hurting for a thing. The television money is all the money. And there's a hard cap based on revenue splits. This is what baseball fought against because this is what baseball players didn't want. The NFL has an endless font of money. They make okay, more money off their players than the players will ever make much, in their careers. You want to know how much the NFL's got? I just uh, pulled up the article, how much the NFL's actually worth. And you'll probably be uh, jumping out of your seat. This is from February. Here we go. All right. With the league's 32 franchises, a combined sum of more than, this is from last September, of $91 billion, the average NFL franchise has a valuation of $2.86 billion yep. per team. So roughly yep. about $3 billion a team, 32 teams in the NFL. And they're hurting for money that much that they're going to risk putting 14,000 people in a relatively confined space. Yep. Even though it's outside, I get it. Even though it's outside, but in a relatively confined space. Those dome stadiums, I don't know how they're – but but dome stadiums are allowed to have fans too. That, that's included. Mercedes-Benz Stadium, that's a, that's a dome stadium, and they're allowing ten to 20,000 fans. Uh, they, is it going to be an open dome, or is it going to be closed? Open. That's always a closed dome. It doesn't have a retractable roof. No. No, oh. it doesn't have a retractable roof. Oh, great. So now we have 20,000 people going into an indoor arena. Superdome doesn't have a retractable roof either. And the if they don't have- fill that – 20,000 person indoor stadium with the 20,000 people, then the city doesn't get to watch the game. I can't believe I'm about to say this. Roger Goodell might have just passed Rob Manfred as the commissioner who gives the least of a crap about his fan base about the country as a whole, or about anything. Because this blackout rule is so ridiculous and it hasn't been repealed yet. Why? Because they want that money. That's why. And with that, that's time, beast. Yeah. I, finish this off. I, I I'm very curious. I, I don't, I'm going to, 
I'm going to laugh if this actually somehow works. I mean, baseball is taking a gamble. We're going to get to baseball in the second half and how they're going to bounce back. But I feel like the NFL, if, if they really are going to allow fans in these games, they're virtually playing suicide. Suicide. You play a Russian roulette with your own fans. I don't know what to say. I, I honestly don't know what to say today. I'm curious how many fans are actually going to feel tempted to go to a game this year. I'm curious. I want to see how many cities get blackout rules applied to them and how much money the NFL loses on revenue because of their own stupidity. We're going to find that out. Right now, let's take a break. When we come back, baseball. One team is suddenly without a home to play. I thought uh, I thought evictions weren't supposed to happen until August. I thought the CARES Act uh, made that impossible. Well, for one such team, it came uh, about a month early. They're going to find themselves uh, either not finding a home. On the road again. I can't wait to get on the road again. Well, they can, and they will, and we'll find out who. Back right. after this. <laughs> And we're back to Downtown Sports. Jonathan Pariente, the Beast of the East, alongside my co-host, the Mouth of the South, John Schiavone. You can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Overcasts, Pocket Casts, CastBox. We are on every single Tuesday and Wednesday, sports, live rants, every single week. We are downtown sports, and we are where sports come home. So let's dive in to baseball. Second half of this two-hitter. Boy, everything. Everything's basically getting ready to go here. Yankees and Mets begin. He's on. Yankees and Mets begin tomorrow. Every team is set to resume in their stadium, except one. 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 Our neighbor across the north, the Toronto Blue Jays, were denied access to play in the Rogers Center by the Canadian government. So the Blue Jays have had to run around now looking for a, another park to play at. It looked as if Pittsburgh and PNC Park was going to be the solution. But suddenly, just a few hours ago, the Pennsylvania Health Department refused to allow the Blue Jays to play in Pittsburgh. So now the Blue Jays are running around again looking for somewhere to play and are quite desperate to find a home. Either they have to end up going to possibly Camden Yards in Baltimore, Maryland, or they may have to play all 60 of their games on the road. I also heard a rumor that they might be outfitting their AAA affiliate in Buffalo. There's been stories of they might be upgrading their Buffalo AAA stadium to play a game, which I think would make sense considering uh, Buffalo is only, what, about an hour or so away from Toronto, right across the border there? I have a question. Just, just, just one simple little question. I mean, it's not that hard. Why wasn't this Toronto's plan for in the first place? I think Justin Trudeau made it very clear that they weren't going to allow Americans to constantly travel over the border. That's why they have a closed border with us. But the yeah. NHL was yeah, different. That's different, and I'll tell you why. The American players or the players around the world that are coming to Canada for the NHL have to go to training camp, right? Mm -hmm. So before they're playing in their city, they have to do about a 14-day quarantine, right? Yes. 
constant testing. Yep. Tested before admission into the country. Yes. And then they don't leave the country. The New York Yankees are not going to quarantine in Canada for 14 days, test for 14 days straight, and then actually, you know, go play. That would not work. You would have too many people going in and out across the border all the time. It's just not feasible with the way that Canada has their border set up with the United States. So since they don't want a constant stream of potentially sick Americans coming in and out of their country, they're just not going to have it. Can you imagine if the Washington Nationals were still the Montreal Expos right now? This would have been a double whammy. Yep. You're a National League team, you have to go to Montreal. You're an American League team, you have to go to Toronto to play games. You know, imagine if the NBA was doing this with the Raptors. Now, I have a quick question. If Toronto doesn't have a home or a home stadium, what happens then to the entire MLB schedule that's supposed to start in about 25 and a half hours? Well, again, it's 60 games. Everybody's playing in their own division as well as their interleague opponents. So the AL East plays the NL East. The NL Central plays the AL Central. The AL West so plays the NL So if Toronto doesn't have a home, they will have to be treated as the home team for 30 of those 60 games. But how are they going to manage this? Because this doesn't make any sense to me at all. I mean, I guess Toronto could just stay in cities and do things like that and just travel and travel and travel and travel and travel around because that's real fair to do to a baseball team to keep them constantly on the road when every other team actually has the advantage of being able to play in a static place every once in a freaking while. Um, that's for a second off. How are you going to schedule all these games that were supposed to be road games for Toronto? Oh, well, they had a three-game series with the Yankees. What if the Yankees were supposed to be in Atlanta or something? And now they have to be in New York to play Toronto. Or does Toronto have to go to Atlanta to go to those three games or do something like that? Do you see how this Toronto not having a home kind of throws off the entire thing? And we're less than 48 hours away from first pitch. Yeah. Let me read this very quick. This is from the uh, Toronto Blue Jays site on MLB.com, written by Keegan Matheson. The Blue Jays play their first home game on July 29th. That's their home opener. And right now, what's being, uh, what's being discussed, and yes, we did bring up Buffalo, Salem Field, which is the Buffalo Bisons AAA affiliate stadium, is being discussed as an option. There was another one to maybe have them play in their spring affiliate, but that's in Dunedin, Florida, and Florida has uh, COVID running around. Yeah, I wouldn't do that, but... Yeah, but right now, again, the other option was to play at Camden Yards in Baltimore. And Maryland doesn't exactly have the virus under control there either. You know, I got a couple of ideas. Hey, uh, first off, use Buffalo. Buffalo... Use New York. Use any place in New York. Use Buffalo. Use the Long Island Duck Stadium. Use anything. I mean, anything could be better than, than not having a home. First home game is in seven days, and you still don't have a home. What happens if Toronto does not have a home stadium? Well, then depending where they go, if they're going to play all 60 games on the road, Whatever those were games that they're going to play at, we're going to be their home games. Like if they go to, let's see, their home opener, as I said, is July 29th. 
and they're going to start their first game. Let me just take a look uh, who it'll be against. Mm-hmm. More likely than anything, all right, their home opener is going to be against the Nationals. Okay. So probably, I guess you're going to see the Blue Jays go to Nationals Park, but they mm-hmm. will be treated as if they're the home team. So around, if I have to guess. Okay. How that's going to work. I don't know how that's going to exactly work. And this is a gigantic scheduling nightmare. This is a gigantic scheduling yeah. nightmare. Now they're playing. They're playing a home and home with the Nationals. Are are the Blue Jays during? That so then, so then, okay. The first four games would be Washington, and hopefully, maybe by then you would have the Buffalo Stadium done. So I, I don't know. So it's two at Washington on the twenty seventh and twenty eighth. Then they play the two, which would have been at home against the Nationals on the twentieth and thirtieth. Then the Phillies come in. They have to play them at home. I don't know if they're going to go to Philly for that. Then they have an off day after that, uh, and then they go back on. Then they start going back on the road to Atlanta and Boston. Just that's just yes, a little. So, bit now of a, my, so now my question is this: Now, if you're going to play the home games in this, if you're going to play the Blue Jays home games in the town of your opponent, so let's say Baltimore has to be play Toronto on the road, and then they'd have to go to this city and that city. Now, Baltimore, instead of having to go to Toronto or or, or wherever Toronto's home city, they would have to go back to Baltimore play two games and then go back on the road. How, exactly Boston. how does that work? Uh, imagine if the Atlanta Braves have a home, have a uh, road series against the Mets and then a road series against the Blue Jays or something like that. But now instead they have to fly down to Atlanta for two games with the Mets to go back up to Philly. Uh, I mean, to fly down to Atlanta for two games with the Blue Jays to go back up to Philly with three games with the Phillies or something like that. All this is scrambling my brain right now. Gone. Literally, the scheduling conflicts that this is going to make up and down the the eastern block, east region of MLB is going to be insane. None of the other divisions are going to have this problem except for the AL and NL East. This is going to be a problem for all of them. And the fact that Toronto didn't think to themselves, hmm, maybe Justin Trudeau is not going to allow this. Maybe the Canadian government is not going to allow this. How is it that we're only starting to think of possible uh, alternative plans now when we knew from April that there was going to be no chance Toronto was going to play at home? We've known from then. We've known from then. We always assumed it was going to be their spring training facility or once this came out, it was going to be Buffalo. We thought, like, obviously they must have had it set up because the only way that was going to go was they were going to end up playing in their AAA part. How is this not set up? How is this not done? How is this not thought about? Well, again, I'm going to read this also, this little piece here from the Canada Project, and this was uh, the Canadian press, kind of going into more of an explanation why they couldn't play at home to begin with, why, why this is even all happening. Well, Marco Mendocino, who is the Minister of Immigration, Refugees, and Citizenship, basically said holding games would be riskier than training camp because unlike preseason, regular season games would require repeated cross-border travel of Blue Jays players and staff as well as opponents into and out of Canada. So basically what Trudeau just said, the Blue Jays would be required to play in locations where the risk of virus transmission remains high. So they're a very rare kind of exception to this uh, rule. So... I can see where this is going. And again, the Blue Jays were okay with this. The team president, Mark Shapiro, accepted the decision of the federal government. Wow. Was perfectly okay with this. Wow. Unreal. So I don't know. I'm I'm really, I'm really So if you were that okay with it, the only way you would be okay with not having your home stadium 
would be that you would have a backup plan. And here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing about all of this. Playoff games, the government is open to discussion for playing at Rogers Center for the playoffs come if the risk of the virus diminishes. Well, that makes sense. Fine. But yeah. Okay. But they're okay. They're open to that. But I'm not upset at Canada. I'm upset at the Blue Jays organization for and, and the Blue Jays president said he's okay with this. He's 100% fine. There's no shock associated with this from the Blue Jays president, right? It was fine. The CEO said himself. I accept their decision. We understood that this was a possibility, whatever. That, that, that's pretty much the gist of it. Onset from the on, This is from Shapiro. From the onset of discussions with league and government officials, the safety of the broader community, our fans, and the team remain priority of everyone involved with that. The club completely respects the federal government's decision. Shapiro. Okay. Okay, so that's from Shapiro, that, that's from the team president of the Blue Jays, correct? Yes, that's from so, the CEO. So that's from the CEO. How the only way he could say that legitimately is if he had an actual backup plan. They had no backup plan. The backup plan was Pittsburgh. The backup plan was PNC Park. That was one, but the Pennsylvania Health Department vetoed that decision to have them play there. They literally just hours ago vetoed it. Wow. Then the other option was, as we said, Camden Yards. But again, the other idea is now will the Blue Jays, then the other option was playing in Dunedin, Florida, or do you play at the Salen Stadium in Buffalo, their AAA affiliate, which I think would be the best option. They have reached out to the owners in Buffalo to, to possibly use their field, and yeah. I think it would make sense. You know, the other thing I would suggest, um, the Willapons need tons of money. They're not going to be selling uh, the Cyclones ballpark or MCU park along with the Mets. Why don't the Wilpons call uh, the Blue Jays and say, hey, come on, we could do it at uh, Coney Island? Another option was also Ottawa, but that, uh, <clears throat> and that Ottawa got shot down as well in that decision to just play a little further up in Canada. Because I believe oh, you know, so where, you, where it could be more uh, isolated, where you could isolate everybody more. Ottawa, Ontario was, was one option. That's further north of Toronto. That doesn't even make sense in terms of travel for whatever team or whatever thing. Well, Ottawa turned it down. They decided no. Yeah, and it doesn't even make sense for Major League Baseball. The only solution is use the AAA Stadium in Buffalo. The Buffalo Bison Stadium is not falling apart. It's, I believe they were the, were the Mets AAA affiliate for a very long time. Under the, uh, I believe Terry Collins was actually one of the managers of the Buffalo Bisons before he be, before he was promoted to head coach of the New York Mets way back when in the in the beginning of uh, the 2010s. So it's not like the stadium's falling apart. It's not like Buffalo's super populated anymore, and it's not as if Buffalo, you know, Coca Cola Field is the place it's called. Thank you, uh, Shane O'Mac. Oh, it's Field. All right, it's not Solon Field. Yeah, so it's Coca-Cola Field. And, uh, yeah, it looks like you could host a game here. And it's not far away. You're right over the border from Canada. You're right there. You're, in, you're technically in upstate New York. So for the Yankees, this is actually not too bad of a trip. It's maybe about a four-hour trip away from the Bronx, five hours. Can it's the same down. thing as going to Toronto about for any of the teams. So it, it's the closest you could get. Buffalo is a decent host city oh. for them. You could, you could live in Buffalo and isolate in Buffalo. If they're going to upgrade that facility to put lights in there, to have night games played, well, they better do it quickly because that clock is ticking as it's ticking for us right now. You know what? Here's the thing that they need to do. 
They need to just stop the BS, get in that stadium, because it's seven days to the start of the season. You know, and I think this just completely encapsulates the entire failure of Major League Baseball. So now we could actually give a final grade on Major League Baseball, and I'm just going to give mine real quick. It's an F. How they yeah. handled this COVID-19 situation, it's a complete and utter fail. Even though they're the first major team to come back, they're the first major sports to return. The season starts tomorrow, and one of the teams is homeless. Literally. Literally homeless. They were evicted out of Toronto and evicted out of Pittsburgh. The CARES Act expires on July 31st. Evictions weren't supposed to begin until August 1st. The Blue Jays have been evicted twice in the same month. So good job, MLB. Good job, Rob Manfred. If you would have gotten the season started on time, perhaps you could have mitigated this problem or figured out a solution. Maybe if you didn't spend time arguing with your players over revenue splits, you could have figured out where Toronto could play baseball. But instead, we are going to begin the MLB season in D.C., Dr. Fauci throwing out the first pitch, and the Toronto Blue Jays are homeless. Incredible. And how ironic, almost a week ago, we weren't even sure if, if Washington was going to host, and now they will. So it's been just random last-minute decisions after another with Major League Baseball for 2020. And this is with no fans. This is with no fans. I'm, yeah, and this is with no fans. Imagine, this Imagine what happens when we try to stick 20,000 people into dome stadiums, like we mentioned in segment one. I think I've had enough for today. I've had enough of a headache. We're going to cut this uh, session of downtown sports down on the mouth of the South, John Schiavone, Beast of the East, Jonathan Perriente. I want to thank Shane Sullivan behind the glass. I want to thank Chris Large and Tony Mainville, our statisticians and researchers. And John, tell them where they can hear us, my friend. We're available on nine different platforms. We're on Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and CastBox. We're on every Tuesday, Wednesday with rants and live episodes every week. We are going to see sports come back, ladies and gentlemen. Baseball returns tomorrow. NBA is just about a week behind. Hockey resumes August 1st. The Football next time we talk, coming. the next time we talk, ladies and gents, we're actually going to talk about sports. Real sports. On the channel where sports Sports and COVID-19. Sports and COVID. What a wonderful merry mix. Downtown sports where sports come home. For the Beast of the East, John Perriente. On the Mouth of the South, John Schiavone. Yeah. Goodbye.